Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Well, welcome back to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. I've got Christian again with me today. This is a late recording, Christian, because of spring break and everyone traveling, but I'm glad we have a chance to cover Galatians chapter 3 because Again, we are really starting to get into some deep, practical, experiential things of the Christian life. Christian, before we start, do you mind recapping a little bit of what happened in Galatians 1 and 2? Sure. So I think we started out talking about Galatians being a book uh, written by the Apostle Paul, a letter written by the Apostle Paul, and he was kind of fighting. He was really fighting for the Galatian believers that they would not be distracted by having to follow rules or the, the customs, the Jewish customs, the, the law, distracted by the law, which had become a religion at that point, away from Christ. And Paul was really fighting for the believers that they would see Christ, the one who had come, the one who had fulfilled the law, the law fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law. And by being in him, that's how we also can fulfill the righteous requirement. So in, in chapter one and chapter two, Paul gave his own experience of being such a zealot for the Jewish traditions. But then he just had a complete 180 when the Lord met him on, on the road to Damascus. And he said, and it pleased God the Father to reveal his son in me. And Paul, that was, you know, that was just a big turning point for him. And he began to see, he began to experience, it's Christ, it's not the law. So even more throughout chapter two, Paul eventually even had a kind of um, a perfecting of uh, the apostle Peter, pointing out to him, brother, why are you, why are you shying away from being with the Gentiles now? And it's only because these brothers from James came from Jerusalem. They kind of brought that religious atmosphere with them and influenced Peter so much so that uh, he no longer enjoyed the freedom in Christ that he did have. So uh, I think that kind of brings us to Galatians 3, where Paul has begun to speak to Peter and to the others. Hey, it's Christ we need to be paying attention to. That is a perfect summary, Christian, because you're exactly right. It is Christ that we need to pay attention to, not the religious system, not even the customs of our fathers, which is a phrase that Paul used in the previous chapter in Galatians chapter 1. But it is Christ, specifically the Spirit, which is what we really need to pay attention to today. However, when we use the word the Spirit, I feel like we still look at the Spirit in a very nebulous way. The Spirit is this kind of thing that's just kind of floating around. Maybe some more advanced Christians realize that the Spirit is living inside. The Spirit is a guide. The Spirit is a, 
uh, a way for us to communicate with God. But one practical point that makes the Spirit real to us is this matter of faith, which is what Paul is bringing out here in Galatians 3. So Christian, today we'll be reading Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Do you mind reading that for us? Sure. Galatians 3, verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed crucified. This only I wish to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit out of the works of law or out of the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Have you, have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? He, therefore, who bountifully supplies to you the Spirit and does works of power among you, does he do it out of the works of law or out of the hearing of faith? Amen, Christian. So, as you can tell already, this matter of the Spirit and faith are intermingled together. Some translations read hearing with faith. I think your translations read the hearing of faith. But I want to start out with this point. This was a very crucial matter that Paul was trying to bring out. In fact, he starts out chapter 3 with, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And this word bewitched is essentially cast a spell. Something with magic, something very serious. Witchcraft, essentially. Who has confused you, Galatians? Because you started out as ones living by faith. Now you're going back into living according to the law, according to works. And this was a very serious issue because, like you shared in your opening, Christian, this limits our Christian experience. This essentially causes our Christian path to stray away, to go back to a religious system rather than following Christ. And that actually becomes a big hindrance. And I would even say a lot of Christians struggle with this matter that Paul is bringing up right now. But before we get into the faith, Christian, I actually want to bring out this matter of the word, the faith, because there's essentially two matters, and we'll be focusing on the second one. The first one is actually brought out in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. So the word faith here is objective. The faith here in 1 Corinthians 16 is what we believe in. When we say things like, are you of the faith? That is a very objective facts, truths, essentially, that we as Christians believe in. But in Galatians 3, the word faith here is something subjective. So I'm going to open the floor to you, Christian. What is Paul talking about here when he mentions the word faith? It's kind of hard to talk about it, you know, it's, uh, I think a lot of people, we have a lot of concepts about what faith means, and so I'm really going to try to stick to the word as much as I can, you know, faith, like you talked about, there's an objective faith, that's what we as believers, we believe in, you know, we believe, we believe in the Bible, that the Bible is the, the word of God, that is crucial, we believe, we've got his triune, he's three, yet he's one, how's that possible, I don't know, but he is. And we believe, you know, Jesus, 
became a man. God became a man. And he actually lived on the earth 33 and a half years. And he actually died. And he actually resurrected and didn't die again. <laughs> He's the only person for that to happen. These are kind of core items of our of the faith. But those are objective things. And, and it, in a sense, it could be kind of easy to say, yeah, I believe in that. I agree with that, maybe. I agree with that. You've convinced me. That's of those things. But um, here in, in Galatians 3, uh, he, this phrase, the hearing of faith or the hearing with faith, right? And he's talking about you receive the spirit. Again, I think this kind of connects back to things we've talked about, about like receiving the spirit. Really, that's the channel for us to receive God's life. If we want to be super specific today, God, he, that's, this is God's business. He is dispensing himself as life to us all the time, whenever we would be open to him. And here's one way to describe that process. He's dispensing himself as a spirit uh, for us to receive him. This kind of comes through this process of the hearing of faith. And I'm going to bring out this verse uh, in Romans 10, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes out of hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. I also want to bring out one more verse to connect this, which is Hebrews 12, 2, which says, looking away unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So here's the subjective faith. Here's the, how do I really feel about all of this? You know, the, do I really believe in this? And I think as believers, young or old, we may have, that can kind of vary. I, it has varied for me a lot. But how can I maintain a solid faith subjectively, actively? Well, according to Hebrews 12, Christ is the author. Jesus is the author of my faith. Actually, all the faith comes from him. And according to Romans 10, this faith comes out through the word of Christ. So actually, and maybe this might be a relief to some people, I don't have to muster up any faith. Because the faith is all from the Lord and from his word. I'm, I'm going to pause there and let you maybe say a thing or two. Amen, Christian. That's actually extremely comforting because you're right. Growing up in the South and watching movies about sports, they always have this phrase, just have a little faith. Just have a little faith that you can score the touchdown or shoot a three-pointer or do whatever you want to do. But you're exactly right. The faith here is what makes God real to us. So here in Galatians chapter 3, verse 5, it says, God, he bountifully supplies to you the Spirit. But we don't see the Spirit around us. We don't quote-unquote feel it. How do we know that God is bountifully supplying us the Spirit? Because that's his job. That's his job. Dispensing is like you said. Our job is faith. That's on our side. And I like what you said, Christian. Our faith actually isn't coming from us. Our faith is actually a reaction to God. So I always bring this up. Abraham, we call him the father of faith. 
Why? Because he followed God. But if you read the story of Abraham carefully, it says God appeared to Abraham. And when Abraham saw God and heard God's word, God said, I will take you to a land. Follow me. I will show it to you. That infused faith. That was the beginning of the faith that happened in Abraham. And often Abraham would stray away. Abraham would fall and he would do things and he would sin and fall away. But then God would appear to Abraham again. And God would appear to Abraham again and again and again. And all that appearing is what began Abraham's faith and is what perfected Abraham's faith as well. To the point that God could tell Abraham that he wanted his son. And Abraham was able to cooperate because through so much experience with God, he had faith in God's word that through Isaac, God would bring forth a promise. So therefore, Abraham's thought was, okay, well, I know through God's word that the promise is through Isaac. So if God wants Isaac, then God will have to do something to take care of the situation. So you see, through that example and through Galatians 3, the faith we're talking about here is what we receive when we hear God's word and God speaking, which then further makes it important that all God's children speak. You know, Christian, if my faith only comes from a sermon on Sunday, my faith would be very limited. But if my faith came from maybe the brother speaking on Lord's Day, maybe my wife speaking to me something concerning the Lord Monday morning, maybe I go to work and my coworker prays with me, maybe I speak to a patient and they pray with me or speak something that they enjoyed of God, that is what causes that subjective faith to grow. And that essentially is God's design that we as believers speak to one another the word of Christ. And this perfects our faith in Christ. Like you said, it's, it's so practical. In my own experience, how did I even start to believe? It's because someone was speaking Christ to me. They were speaking about Christ. They were speaking about what he did, the Lord's sacrifice for me. He, they were even speaking words to convict me in my conscience that I'm a sinner. There's the speaking. Actually, all this speaking is just Christ. That's how Hebrews opens up. The word is just, it's just Jesus, actually. He is the word. You know, I think this, this really mirrors a portion in, in Philippians where Paul said he wanted to magnify Christ through the bountiful supply of the spirit. And today, I don't want to say it's our responsibility. I'd like to use the word, it's our privilege to be ones to, to magnify Christ, to even be channels, to speak forth Christ, to, to speak forth Christ, to speak faith into our fellow believers, to speak faith into ones who, who may have never heard anything, to, ma to make Christ, who originally was absolutely a nobody in this person's sight, to become, wow, Christ is somebody. I want to have a personal relationship, and I want to get to know this one also. Yeah, it's this is very practical, right? This the we we ourselves we need in a sense we need to be diligent to to surround ourselves with the hearing 
of, of God's word. Um, the pure word of God, the interpreted word of God, um, through, through our immediate fellow believers. You know, today it's so nice. We have all the technology. I can hear things from years ago and things recorded just the, yesterday. So all of these are avenues for us to receive the hearing of faith. And again, I just want to point out, this is again, God's dispensing. God's dispensing. He's dispensing himself into us as we would open ourselves to him. And it becomes faith in us, a, a believing ability in us that we have a, a reaction. Actually, it's Lord, I love you. That's, that's probably the reaction, whether we realize it or not. And that's what causes us to have such a subjective, organic union with the Lord. So I think that's all I have to say about the hearing of faith. Amen. Amen, Christian. Well, we'll wrap it up here because I think if our listeners can get this point today, they will receive a wonderful key that really will unlock their Christian experience. Over and over now, we've seen in Galatians 1, it's so easy for us as believers to fall back into doing things, into trying to complete the Christian life by a series of keeping the law, tasks like that. Because it's easier. It's easier just to eat a certain way than it is to learn to follow the Lord and ask Him moment by moment what we should eat. But the Lord is looking for the latter. He is looking for ones that learn to contact Him. But this isn't something that we can do alone. This is something that requires faith by hearing, which means that, like you said, Christian, it's very important for us to surround ourselves with people, with the Bible, with scripture, with commentary that constantly builds up the faith inside of us. Well, Christian, I'm glad we got to go over this. Next week, we're jumping right into Abraham. So speaking of the father of faith, we're going right into Abraham. Any last closing thoughts you have? May this week be filled with a lot of God speaking. That we would be uh, full of faith and love towards the Lord. And uh, even be ones who would speak faith into those around us. Amen. Amen, Christian. Thanks for your time. Amen. You will seek me. You will find me. If you search for me with all your heart. For I know the thoughts that I think about you. Thoughts of peace and not for evil to give you a ladder and end a hope declares Jehovah you will seek me you will find me if you search for me with all your heart you will seek me